Okay. Good evening, everybody. My name is Dan B. from Michigan, and I am a grateful uh, compulsive eater and grateful OA member. Uh, just want to start off from the beginning here uh, to guard against any ego feeding propositions, uh, any success that I'm having staying abstinent today is due to a higher power working in my life and not anything that I'm specifically doing. Uh, and I hope that I don't forget that. My uh, my sponsor re- reminds me that my my abstinence is an unmerited gift uh, that it was received and really not achieved. And it's just by doing the simple things that are suggested in the program. And uh, my topic tonight is gonna be on the first step. Uh, The first step is we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. And uh, my life certainly did become unmanageable. Uh, It became unbearable. Uh, I was at a meeting recently where someone was reading the 12 steps and I listened very closely as they were reading the first step. And, you know, the first step goes, we admitted we're powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. But for some reason, I misheard what uh, the person said. I, I thought they said that our lives had became had become unmanageable and and i i pondered that for a while and i i thought yeah my lies my lies around my life around my food around everything became unmanageable uh for me uh the disease of uh compulsive reading was a disease of extreme dishonesty uh with myself and others, with my higher power, with everybody. And if you hear a cat meowing in the background, back in the background, that's my uh, big tom cat. I just gave him a, a sleigh ride a little while ago. We have some snow up here where I live, and he likes sleigh rides in the in the winter. So I put him on a sleigh and I take him for a ride. And you know something, it's it's kind of wild, but when we uh, make someone happy or something happy, it comes back into our life too. Uh, and uh, but sometimes he can be kind of a pest. Um, so when I was listening to uh, the first step being read, I, I heard lies, and I, I thought, wow, all the lies I've told myself over all the years, and uh, before program, in program, while program, I can still, I am still capable of believing my own BS, my own expletive, so to speak. And I am going to do something with my cat here because he's he's kind of like all of us, you know. He wants to be heard, you know, and and that's what I uh, that's that was one of the first things that I got uh, when I came into uh, the program. I I felt like I was actually being heard uh, for the first time. People listen to me, and boy, did I listen to them. Uh, one of the first things, uh, one of the first tools that I heard in the program uh is uh listen and learn uh i always thought i was a good listener uh but after being in OA for a while i i realized that uh i hadn't actually listened uh in my entire life uh 
but I started listening to people and I started hearing honesty. Uh, and that was one thing I had to embrace uh, in order to get abstinent. I to get honest with myself, and it was not an overnight matter. I was a very dishonest person, uh, and I was dishonest about everything, just cash register honesty. I was dishonest about how I was feeling. I was uh, dishonest about everything. If I had a chance to lie or be dishonest, it, it, it just came out. It was a, just a part of my life. Uh, and I had, uh, I grew up with that, you know, uh, I grew up in, uh, the Metro Detroit area. I grew up in a middle class family, uh, very middle class. My dad, uh, had a cushy job, so to speak with the Lincoln Mercury division of Ford Motors. And, uh, my mom was brilliant. She was, she was a wonderful mom. I had three sisters. I was the only, uh, boy in my family. Uh, and, uh. I know I had problems with food, and I think everybody else did too. Uh, I first came into uh, OA 38 years ago on the morning of uh, January 1st, uh, 1986. And uh, on that morning that I came in, uh, I was in rough shape. Uh, the night before, I had gone to uh, a dance. Uh, uh, they had a loud band there. Uh, they had all kinds of junk food. I ate up everything that they had there uh, that I could get away with. And then I went back home to finish the job. And uh, I was eating while I was in bed. I was eating while I was trying to sleep. And I almost choked it up. And uh, I woke up the next morning and I did something I never did before. I actually got down on my knees and I was in the kitchen and I was in front of the refrigerator and I said, God, God, please help me, please. Uh, because my, uh, my binging had reached the point where I was eating so rapidly that uh, it was only a matter of time. Uh, and uh, I said, you know, I just remember saying, please, please help me. And just, just sitting there quietly. And uh, there's a saying in the program, be still and, and, and know that I'm God. And, you know, I didn't know that at the time, but I, I, was, I was being quiet. And, and one of the things that, that came to my mind was go to an AA meeting, and, uh, which I thought was totally ridiculous. Uh, and I should probably mention that I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous in the mid-1970s uh, as a close to a teenager. Um, but that was, a, that was then, and this was, this was another place. Uh, so uh, I got up and, uh, you know, I was using food instead of alcohol, you know. Uh, it was, I, I, was, uh, I was having, uh, I was a blackout eater, so to speak. Uh, I'd literally eat so much sugary stuff, I'd have blackouts. I'd miss appointments. I'd miss stuff. I miss life. I was like that person that was standing on a, a, a railway platform and watching the train going by, watching life going by, and not participating. It was terrible. It was it was painful. Um, I I just wanted to mention a few things uh, that I know are, are true. Um, 
our literature today, the very first reading in the white book, uh, I think it talked about truth and uh, or or the problem. And in the blue book, Voices of Recovery, it talked about the solution. And uh, the solution is is not easy, but it's this it it it, it works. Uh, the OA program is not easy. Uh, life for me is was not easy. It hasn't been easy. Um, I've had my problems and difficulties. I've had my uh, problems and deficiencies. And every time I overate, uh, they were multiplied about 10, 20, or 50 times. Eating an extra bite of food never, has never made my life any better. Uh, today, my abstinence is three weighed and measured meals a day with nothing in between. But life, uh, I, I do have black coffee and uh, diet sodas. And I've been known to have a plain cup of tea once in a while. And I drink lots of water. Uh, I found that uh, for me, water is the most important mineral. And I never get enough of it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take a sip right now. Because it's been a very dry winter where I live. I live in a very remote area. We get a lot of snow, and that's that. Um, so I, you know, getting back uh, uh, to all the lies that I've told myself, I, you know, all the lies. I, you know, I, oh, this will make it better. This will make it better. You know, and when I was young, I, I didn't know what to do or where to go. I started gaining weight rapidly at a very early age, and. You know, I was looking for answers and, you know, I wasn't getting them from my parents. I wasn't getting them on the television or, or, or the things. I I wasn't getting any. Uh, I I would look for different ways to get the answers. Uh, one day, one night I was in a store and I found a magic eight ball and I, and I found that you could tip it upside down and it would answer your question. And I said, Dad, can you get this for me? And he bought it for me. And I thought, wow, I got the magic eight ball now, you know. And uh, I showed it to my sisters, and they thought it was pretty great, too. And and so we uh, were asking a question, seeing, you know, what, what would come up when we turned it upside down. You know, it, it would say yes, no, maybe, or ask later, you know. But, but one thing we all agreed on is that we could never ask the question. We could never ask the eight ball if it was actually telling the truth. We didn't want to jinx it, you know. So... Uh, so we kept the magic eight ball around and, you know, I'd ask it little questions, you know, like, uh, you know, when I was like in sixth grade, does that girl that's sitting behind me like me, you know, things like that, silly stuff like that. And, uh, so, uh, but I, but I, over the years I have misheard things, you know, and, uh, uh when I got to that, uh, Eleanor club, uh, I got down in the basement. There wasn't anyone there. I wound up going into an OA meeting, uh, a room that had an OA meeting. And uh, anyhow, I walked in. Uh, there was a lady sitting there at the table with her purse, and I just kept walking. And uh, and as I walked past her, you know, I you know I thought she was just someone for you know wow there's finally there is someone here but but I walked past her and she said away, and uh, you know my uh, my self esteem was so low uh, that uh, I thought she said go away. I thought, wow, 
why is she saying telling me to go away you know because me away sounded like go away i you know that's how low my self-esteem was uh so i, I didn't turn around or anything but uh i kind of kept walking and, and then uh then i thought no i gotta find out what she says so i turned around i said what did you say and uh she said this is OA." and i said what's OA?" and um she said this is uh we're, we're having a program in here for uh uh people that are having a problem with food really wow how did that happen <laughs> i didn't say that but i'm thinking of this you know uh, so i said can i can i you know have a seat and she said sure pull up a chair and <clears throat> that meeting started filling up with uh, all kinds of people and thin normal sized bodies happy exuberant uh, they were happy these people were happy um, this that was this was a thing that I noticed right away you know uh, at our uh, phone meetings uh, we get asked to uh, sometimes read things at the beginning of the meeting and uh, the other uh, morning I wanted to help out so I whipped open my big book and you know because sometimes there's different readings that we do at, at our meetings and I wanted to read what what is called upon awakening but I read I opened it up to the wrong page and I opened it up to 132 and uh, it says uh, I was looking at we're not a glum lot and uh, I thought about that I uh, I thought about the fact that that word glum, we don't hear that in, in today's uh, world. People don't talk about being glum. So I had to whip out my handy dictionary and, and look it up. And, and glum is actually a, a pretty bad character defect. <laughs> being glum, walking around being glum is a character defect. And I I, I immediately recognized it, and as someone once told me at an OA meeting, if you can spot it, you got it. And uh, and then I moved down a little bit more, and I remembered something that my uh, my sponsor showed me on page 132 in the big book. He said, look at what's in the very middle of that page. And I, I looked, and I said, wow, there it is. It's right in the exact middle of the page of 132 in the big book. And it says, we absolutely insist on enjoying life. Wow. And I noticed that as soon as that, the longer I looked at that and stared at it, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but I'm doing it right now. All of the other words on the page disappear. And that line seems to jump out at the page, off the page for me. And it's what Just for me. There, five minutes. Oh, five minutes was it? Okay. Um, thank you so much. Um, and then it brought me down to uh, the next one, where the next paragraph. So it says, "So we think cheerfulness and laughter make for usefulness." And that was pointed out to me after I called someone up and and I was talking about my little experience in the morning and. One of the first things uh, that I was told when I came into OA is if your phone isn't ringing, pick it up and call someone. And uh, I'm glad that I re-remembered that because that has saved me so many times. Or just getting a call out of nowhere is when I'm kind of in a jam, when I'm overthinking things, when I, when I uh, 
when I when I forget that that uh, that really life is perfect. Life is perfect at this moment, um, and I my higher power gives me everything I need. I'm abstinent, uh, and uh, I am just so grateful. I'm I'm just so filled with gratitude. Uh, there's a saying that uh, the messenger's job is not through until the message is delivered. And, and today I need to remember that uh, I need to deliver the message of recovery. I need to uh, be honest first with myself uh, to help others and, and to, to carry the message. Um, I think of that movie Saving Private Ryan, uh, where where those guys were going out to save that one last brother that was still alive, and and they found him. And at the very end, as the sergeant's, uh, uh, he's he's actually dying. Any of us that have seen it, but he looks over and he sees that the guy that they rescued, he's he's going to live. He's going to make it home. And the the meeting ends with uh, the narrator going writing a letter to the the guy's mom and, and saying, Mrs. So, such and such, my my heart is filled with joy. I want to tell you that we found your son and we're gonna we're gonna we're and at this moment he is he is on a plane and he's on his way home. And that that had to have brought that lady a lot of joy. I've heard that it's based on a true story and I don't know. But you know, sometimes in OA, uh, I heard someone say once at a OA meeting, he he said, you know, I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Well, you know, there's that too. But today, I know I got to show up. I got to be honest. I got to help uh, others, and most importantly, I got to rely on my higher power. Something good is going to happen today, and something good is happening tonight. Thanks for all coming to the meeting, and uh, I'll pass with that. Thank you.